Orcas and salmon are friends that need help. Our ocean pals are facing some trouble. Less trouble, more bubbles. There's so much we can do. Do you know what I'm thinking? Let's start preaching extinction. Hello, and welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. For those of you that are new here, the Breaching Extinction podcast explores the plight of the endangered southern resident killer whales through interviews with the people trying to save them. There are currently less than 80 southern resident killer whales left, and they are currently threatened by lack of prey, vessel noise, and water toxins. All these factors impact one another and play a significant role in their population decline. They have historically spent much of their time in the Salish Sea. However, they've been seen less and less likely forced out of their home by lack of prey as well as busy and toxic waters. I'm your host, Erica Wirth, and I decided to start this podcast in 2019 after spending a summer working in the Salish Sea and learning about these animals. Each week, I dive into a new conversation with guests from varying perspectives. I approach these topics through an interdisciplinary lens in hopes of uncovering the intricacies of this complex issue. Through this, I hope to share insight as well as fit the puzzle pieces together needed to save this species. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions or are interested in being featured on the podcast or sponsoring us, please reach out over Instagram at Breaching Extinction or send an email to info at breachingextinction.com. Thanks. Warning, the following podcast contains explicit language which may be offensive to some viewers and or inappropriate for children. The content within this podcast is intended for a mature audience only and is 100% a joke. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. I hope you guys all had a wonderful week. Um, By popular demand, we do have the one and only Dale Frank, criminal, naturalist, resident gay, all of your favorite things. How are you doing today, Dale? Well, you know, it's great to be back on the podcast with America's favorite side chick. Thanks, Erica, for having me. (laughs) You're literally... So annoying. Um, listen, and Peaches is here too. So that's what you meant by side chick was Peaches. Yeah, no. Yeah, I did not. Yes, you did. Your dog is a pygmy girl. What is a pygmy girl? Pick me girl. Oh, a pick me girl? Yeah, pick me girl. What does that mean? Like pick me, pick me. I'm not like the other girls. Pick me. Oh my that's God. Peaches. No, she's not. She actually isn't she's like totally the other a dogs. pick me girl. She's literally not. She literally is so different from so many other dogs. And people do just pick her and it's not even like she just walks around, they approach her. It's not her fault. You know, she's a little booger. That's why you pick her. I think, I think you're peanut butter and jealous of peaches. And then that's why you feel this way. Right, Crusty? Right. Yeah, you are. Literally the amount of men that feel threatened by peaches, it's ridiculous. Like any person that's ever not like peaches has always been like an insecure man that like would like to have all the attention and would like to be the cutest one in the room and isn't and just and she just is and they just can't handle that. And they and you just wish you had that for yourself, hence why you got peaches so you can live your fantasies through her. I think that would be false. I actually don't like attention, believe it or not. Okay, um, that's but bullshit. what do you mean? Never, no no go go right ahead keep on creating your own narrative there 
no i i like when my dog gets attention because she deserves it but um except for when she's being shitty or you know Which is every day no it's not every day it's never look i'm gonna let's take a call caller you're on air with the breaching extinction podcast the uh like the lamest podcast on the internet talking about uninteresting things uh caller literally everyone loves- we, lost the, we lost the call we've lost the call <laughs> we've lost the call we'll go back to the phones here in a little bit so erica you had something you wanted to share with the class listen so we're here by popular demand because there's nothing popular there's no popular there's no demand literally yes Dale, um promised that if we were able to get 420 people to request to have him back on the podcast was that the correct number uh it was either 420 or 69 i can't remember either way we got that i don't believe that you never submitted any kind of proof you just basically lied to my face like every other uh girl i've ever been with literally so no i didn't lie to your face why would i lie to you dale i'm not a liar look at this dog i mean look at that face two liars <laughs> okay peaches definitely is a liar and a manipulator i am not i'm honestly honest to a fault it's actually gotten me into a lot of trouble legally um so yeah legally uh, we're not we're not uncovering this right now we're not diving into that at this i don't want to uncover anything your pasty white skin will sunburn out there on that patio oh my god listen I kind of wonder if I'm albino a little bit sometimes. Probably not. No, do you even look at your eyes? They're not red. You literally have no idea what albinism is. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to make a joke, but it seems like a bad joke right now. Anyways, okay, so we're here because 420 of you guys emailed us asking to hear about the time that Dale um, was attacked by a blue whale. No, 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 no. Let's Let's first of all, characterizing it as attack is entirely unfair when the whale through a a series of semi-unfortunate coincidences happened to go for a swim one day but that's you know that's let's not go around slandering whales i mean i like i just it was mostly like I just don't want you to feel bad about yourself because I know like in any fight you would lose with anyone. Um, mm, that's not true. I punched an old lady once. Listen, can you elaborate on that for us? Do you want to hear that story first? Yeah, let's hear that story first. Well, for those of you who have followed me on my previous con, uh, my previous uh, podcasts and, and mm-hmm. stories, uh, my or, or one of my platinum subscribers on Instagram and mm-hmm. part of my Lonely Fans channel, it's like OnlyFans, only no one signed up, so it's lonely. And, uh, you know, I used to do these nice, um, I thought they were very educational lectures. Some people call them drunken rants, but they were educational lectures uh, when I would walk home uh, from beverage establishments in the uh, greater Ketchikan borough when I lived there. Yes. And uh, I would have to walk through in order to get to my home. I had a very short route home, and I would have to walk through this tunnel and then up a hill uh, dubbed the murder hill because when you walked up it, you felt dead. Right. So I like to get, uh, you know, I like to drink a Knob Creek whiskey and sprint up that hill past the police station to my waiting domicile. But I'm going through the tunnel one night and I, you know, there, there are a lot, some really great educational videos that I put out there, you know, explaining life and how to live it. Uh, where you see me walking through this tunnel in 2020 and 2021. 
well, the, I hear these footsteps and someone puts their hand up on my back, like behind me. And, uh, you know, if you're on a podcast, you can't see this, but Erica, she's been thirsting for me. She, she has this on a video chat. Oh my and, God. Uh, shh, shh. No, no, no. Okay. I'm going to continue. Okay. So I turn and I connect with probably the best punch ever in my life. I kind of pirouette and turn around. Cause I feel like I'm being mugged at this point. I hear footsteps. There's literally hands being grabbed on my back. I turn around and throw a, a kind of a right cross and just connect. And I feel it connect with a sternum. It's cause it's solid, like flat bone, like right there. And I just see this body go flying, bounce off of a wall and crumple up. And I hear this kind of wheezing and laughing. <laughs> this is a dog. This sounds like a dog. It was an old lady. Oh my she God. Thought I was a friend of hers and she came up behind. She's like, I thought you were someone else. I was just trying to scare you. And I'm like, you okay? She's like, yeah. And she just sits there for a little bit. And like, and I just kind of do this. Oh my God. And just dip out. Right. He's just, he's disappearing. And then, and then I come back and uh, I, I, I look behind me and then I just walk home. And I like, this was like a block from the police station mm -hmm. and I never heard anything about it. And I, well, I walked that same way the next day to go to the store and uh, she wasn't still laying there. Good. Okay. All so, right. So, you know, that was probably, uh, you know, I know you wanted to hear that story really badly. That was kind of my gift to you. Right. Thank you. I, yeah, no, I definitely. Okay. So I, I've thrown all, I don't throw many punches. Okay. I've, I've, I've broken up fights more than I've thrown punches, but that okay. was probably the best punch I ever thrown. Okay. How many, how many people do you think you have punched in your lifetime? It's As single digit numbers. It's single, it's digit, single numbers. digit numbers. If we're talking about like non-consensual punches where like you're what? like, what do you, what consensual punches? Like, you mean, if you go to jujitsu, well, you're sparring or dueling or she's okay. like, now hit me. You know, oh stuff like stuff like that. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, there's that's different than like, you know, just like someone like pushing you in a bar and you turn around, and you just and like you just, jab them, right? Okay. It's sing it's pretty single digit. I'm I'm uh more of a lover, not a fighter, but sure. I right. fight for the ones I love. Right. Okay. So moving on to how I you will never fight for you. A blue whale. Okay, perfect. Because I, I would physically just fight you and definitely win. Um Easily. why by like like standing on me while i'm asleep i mean no i could i could easily fight you like i actually took boxing lessons in high school and also you're is just, that why your face looks like that you're crying <laughs> no it's actually a defect thank you oh, um listen let's take a call caller you're on the air with breaching extinction have we got those phone lines up and running yes and they want to know about what that time when a blue whale attacked you Oh, it, again, we've already see now you're just going around in circles again. No, we didn't talk about that. We were well, you're just going around because it wasn't an attack. It was a complete okay. unfortunate series of misunderstandings. All right, let's let's talk about these misunderstandings then. Well, I suppose it all goes back to 1982. I was born in a small town in rural Iowa. And, you know, there's not a lot to do there. You know, small town, not a lot of trees. Right. You didn't have cable TV growing up. Um, oh, my God what you're what do we have to go back that far 
Well, I mean, if you want the whole story. All right, fine. We want the whole story. All right, fine, fine. Didn't have cable TV. You know what? I don't really want to describe the 30 years of my life in between. So we're just going to fast forward to 2014. Okay. All right. Sounds so, good. Um, for those of you who listen to this podcast, whale watching in Southern California between LA and San Diego used to be very good. I mean, not like it is now, like now, <laughs> but back, you know, Crusty, uh, uh, come here. Oh my God. Really? Well, she's trying to escape. Oh no, 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 no escaping. Come here. So we're going to pause the podcast momentarily because Erica's absolute um, predator of a dog is trying to dig her way through a fence right now. Pause the uh, podcast. P-A-W-S. And now we're back on. We we're back. Pause. We're back with Peaches, with who is a uh, smooth criminal. That's right. Look at her. She's so cute. You love this. Okay. So Krusty is back. I'm back. And you're saying Southern so California. So we're talking about how Southern California used to actually have good whale watching. It stopped being good somewhere between 2016 and 2017. Uh, pretty lackluster since then. And for anyone who feels personally attacked, you can um, write the podcast, uh, Erica at breachingextinction.co.biz.uk or whatever the hell it is. And you can lobby your complaints formally there because uh, I know for a fact that what I'm saying is absolutely true. I have the logs to prove it. So getting back to uh, 2014, now that's coming off of a couple of very, very good seasons for blue whales in Southern California. San Diego to LA for about two or three years was the blue whale hotspot anywhere in the planet, let alone just North America, right? So I had started working in Dana Point in January of 2013 and had well, let's just say I don't consider myself successful, but I feel like it was time well spent. And in 2014, I had a day off, which surprisingly, I had a day off. I'm not one for those in the summers. And I go down to San Diego now, and San Diego is actually where I've uh, had a winter job for the last two years. So names shall be changed to uh, protect. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I'm not going to say whether they're innocent or guilty. We're just going to say to protect. There's no one who's guilty in this. So I guess you could say protect the innocent. And I went out on a small boat. Now, uh, I had actually gone down there not intending for larger whale sightings. I was very interested in, because uh, this was back when I was very early in my whale watching career. And Erica, I think you'd agree with me. People have, who have just started a whale watching career, like the first year or two, they have no life or personality outside of whales. And the work-life balance is very skewed. Mm -hmm. and you have people that like, all they want to do is like, Oh, I have a day off. I'm going to go whale watching. No, maybe like uh, take a nap, relax, watch some TV yeah. or, you know, go on a hike or like see some woods and some trees or some mountain. Anyway, yeah. I spend my day off because it's gray well. And this is like super late. We're talking, we're talking 2014, middle of summer. It's uh, early July. Yeah. And there's a gray well hanging out right outside of San Diego Bay. And I'm interested in this. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing doing there? Can I say fuck on this podcast? Yeah, you already did. You've already said so many worse things than fuck. Why do you think that we would draw the line there? Anyways, continue. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. So, um, listen here. Okay. So what? No, no, no. Now I have to listen to you. No, say it, say it. Say fuck. Okay, so now that you've said it, I can say it. So <laughs> fucking back in 2014, I'm going down to check out this gray. Well, I go and I charter a small boat and I'm like, 
okay, this is kind of interesting. Well, you get down there and it turns out the early season blue whales are like down there right at about the, the border. And for anyone who's whale washed out of San Diego, you know, if you go anywhere south of San Diego Bay, there's a very famous whale watching captain who doesn't know where the entrance to San Diego Bay is. He needed coordinates. He couldn't look on a chart. It was really funny. So if that person is listening, which he's probably not because his head is so far up his own ass that he's looking for colon cancer. Um, anyway, so down uh, by the border, you get anywhere south of San Diego Bay, you are um, basically uh, getting cell service from Mexico and you get the Bienvenidos y Mexico. And it's cool. It's like, oh shit, we're really like down by the border. You got to put your phone in airplane mode, da 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 da. But that's uh, pretty freaking close, right? So we get down right about the border and uh, because there's this hot tip on blue whales. And yeah, there were blue whales everywhere. We're talking, I, I counted at least nine or 10. And there were two in the vicinity that were um, surface feeding. And for anyone who's seen surface feeding, I know there's a lot of hubbub and talk about humpbacks. And we see the gray whale scooping up the mud sometimes in spots uh, between LA and San Diego. But the, uh, the blue whales, when they do it, uh, they're, they're kind of large. Uh, Erica, as I know you don't really know a lot about whales, so um, right. let me drop some knowledge on you. Blue whales are the largest animal on planet Earth larger than any dinosaur ever measured okay accurately there's some there are actually people erica i kid you not that are huge dinosaur nerds and like actually this obscure dinosaur which we only have a portion of a tibia of could have been as long as like ten thousand feet and it could have blotted out the sun just by farting dinosaur people are almost as bad as bird people to some degree are they worse than whale people it's close it's close okay but at least whale people are relying on evidence and facts that we can see and clearly demonstrate and more solid evidence than look look at this all right there, I, I probably i have a little bit of a bias i got this little bone fragment here i'm going to say this animal probably was so big it could have stretched from the atlantic to the pacific Oh my god. Right. Okay, I feel like it's not that's not a fair comparison though, because all their animals are dead. Right. Oh, so it's well, not and speaking of Southern California whale watching. Right. Uh, oh, that was oh. pretty good. That was pretty good. Burn. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that down there they'll go like months without seeing a whale. Ooh, well, definitely the last month, according to the last report I heard, but that's another story for another time. What? That's so we'll have to have that discussion with someone from down there. I think we should conference in Erica Page right now. I wouldn't. Why? Because I don't think she knows any you better. She knows if there's a, she works on whale watching. She's though. a Midwesterner though. And That's we all know they're not to be trusted. We are all Midwesterners. You That's and Katie, you live, you're from Idaho. Iowa. Iowa, exactly. Whatever. Right. So I know are. better than anyone that Midwesterners aren't to be trusted. Yeah, they're no. always apologizing for things that they aren't, in control of right, and i right, think it's right. because they have guilt over things that they've done yes um well i mean yeah you said idaho i'm kind of like upset about that genuinely. i knew it was one of the I, I might walk off the podcast right now you might okay listen it's just because you're such a hoe that i just like was thinking can you I just like at least like apologize no I'm trying to, I'm, I've moved to California. I don't apologize anymore. Oh, I, I, I would like an apology. I would like a, I'd like a sincere apology. 
I think I would like an apology. I think I actually started talking to you because that you randomly posted on Instagram that if anyone would like an apology to like let you know. And I was like, I would like one. And I didn't even know you. And I was like, can you apologize to me? Um, I was hammered that night. I that was literally in the middle of the day. I remember because I was looking at white squirrels. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you were looking at the Dana Point squirrels. You Dana nerd. Point squirrels. I was. I was walking around and you know, yeah. So I do I I th- th- just getting on a Dana Point squirrel tangent for a moment. Those white squirrels on the island of Dana Point, I firmly believe that because some people think it's like a genetic mutation. Some think there is so much bird shit on those rocks that those squirrels are better suited to survive on that's, the island inside Dana Point. That's fair. I think there's there's a little bit of truth to that. I think those white squirrels are blending in with bird shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's, that's that there's makes sense. I mean, it could be like, it could be a variety of things. It definitely could. Yeah, but the bird shit explanation is funner. Is that why you're so pale? No, I'm pale because I'm Midwestern. No, I think it's because that you're trying to blend in with the bird shit, which you do a pretty good job because like you already smell like it and like you definitely look like you like just like flew out of a bird. You know, and you you say stuff like that, but how awkward was it when we were sitting on the Catalina Express the one day and you're like leaning over, just like sniffing my hair? Like being a fucking weirdo about it. I'm pretty sure that never happened. I'm pretty sure that it happened. You had a little drool coming off the side of your face too, because you couldn't no, handle you're your shit. You're full of shit and you are shit. Yeah, no. I, I would be full of shit, except you shit in a barn. <laughs> We're done. Like with my that. barn is full of shit because you shit in it. You barn I'm shit. Never, Going I back to the, for our for our new viewers who didn't hear the previous episode, this is what we call oh. a callback to the prior podcast where Erica shits in barns and doesn't deny it. <laughs> no, I do deny it, and I haven't been in a barn since like horse school in like 2013 horse school horse school you should go to horse school because of your teeth or because of your long mane oh my god (laughs) no i want to see the yearbook from horse school horse school there so there was no yearbook but there are erica and then there's that 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 horse that just won the kentucky derby and then there's like you know mr ed oh my god no, I still have my FFA Future Farmers of America plaques somewhere, I think at my dad's house. Um, and there are photos of me like scooping shit and whatnot, because um, that's pretty much what horse school was. It's funny um, because the Future Farmers of America in Iowa, they were like growing like crops and stuff. And then you go to California and the Future Farmers of America are growing weed. Yeah. And then you come to Ohio, that's cool. like me picking up horse shit and like castrating a horse and then like throwing its testicles on the roof because that's like a tradition or something for good luck you know i mean just midwestern things you know that doesn't sound midwestern that actually sounds pretty awful what do you mean that doesn't sound midwestern it doesn't it, sound midwestern yes it does where else would that happen the we South- would not have let those horse testicles go to waste by throwing them off a roof we it, used every part of the horse testicle you would you I know that you, you make good stress balls. You're just like squeezing them like this. I knew you would feel that way. I know. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense for you. Okay. All right. We've gotten officially off topic. Um, somehow talking about Midwesterners and back to your blue whale attack. So back to the unfortunate series of circumstances, Erica. Yeah. So uh continuing on from where I was left off after you so rudely interrupted. Um so we're out looking for these blue whales on a very, very small 
rib. And uh, well, I think uh, you've seen the video at this point, right? Mm -hmm. You showed it to me. Yeah. Is it on There's YouTube? It is on YouTube. Okay, we're gonna have to tag it here. Check the check the episode description. Get your link for Dale's YouTube boob tube. Yeah. Make sure you use the. Uh, oh, I hate that Verbo app. Can I just say Verbo? You provided very nice service, but you got to get rid of that freaking Kermit ad. If I have to hear Kermit yell right where I belong one more time, I'm gonna. Well, probably use an IP block on their site on my computer. I wouldn't do anything violent. So yeah, make sure it's this one that has the story full on it. That's the official one. Send that to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send okay. that to you right now. No, honestly do so I can link it and then people can watch it. Oh, that's right. I don't keep your name in my phone. I have to like copy the link and then send it that way. I can't just automatically share it. Why can't you automatically share it? Well, because I don't have your number. I just have your number. I just recognize the area code. I don't actually keep you, don't you in have my it phone. saved as anything. That's no. So why, why? Why would I? <laughs> I have. I don't you want you to call me. I have you saved. Every time you call me, I have to go on one of these stupid podcasts. That's not even true. I have definitely. It is true. You. I have called you. Okay, first of all, to tell you about my Roomba. And second of all, to complain. Which sucked, um, by the way. Your room is a moron. It's literally <laughs> it's a moron. What do you mean? Be, it's you. Your Roomba, your first Roomba was terrible. Oh, the first Roomba that I got. Yes. No, it didn't work. And I reordered it twice. And both times they didn't work. So I had to reorder a whole other one. But now it sucks in the right way. The dirt off the ground. Roger. Roger. And now it has your face on it because I know you like to yeah. so I wanted to honor you and name my Roomba after you. You and know, I, I, I'm not going to repeat on this broadcast what I said to you afterwards, but it was probably one of the best uh, retorts I've ever had in my life. And your response that day was meltdown. If you'd like to hear what my response was to Erica after she put my face on her Roomba, you can uh, email her at... Um, Erica sucks at breaching Roomba extinction.biz.co.org or whatever the hell it is. And uh, she will tell you because there's a written account of it on her phone still. You're out of control. Out of control. That's entirely untrue. Completely true. Okay. Back to your email attack. So well, you've got the video. So now you can click on the link in bio, subscribe. Um, you know, you can buy merch. Uh, 50% of all the proceeds from this episode go to me. So make sure when you're purchasing, if you purchase any merch, make sure to use the coupon code Dale. If you do, uh, I get a cut. I encourage everyone to buy that expensive breaching extinction, like that $97 water bottle or whatever the hell it is. She's got I don't on even there. have a water bottle for sale. I have, I, I think my stuff is. Well, that's disappointing because I just advertised one. You better get one. People no, are lining up like, right now. Gotten look stupid, so I didn't get it. I didn't get them. But I have bathing suits, leggings. You think that looks stupid, but you have that dog. She's literally the best dog that's ever existed, and like, it's just, I just, it's every man that gets all bent out of shape. It's because they're peanut butter and jealous of her. It's that's happened. Not it literally is. It's it's literally only dudes that would like to be hogging all the attention. No, 
No, I because there are, there are way better dogs. No, there's literally not. Name one. You can't. You literally cannot. Uh, there's an Instagram account, My Dear Puddin. This dog had her eyes removed at one point in her life, and she's the sweetest thing, and she pets and likes to lay in the sun. Uh, Tatum Talks is pretty good. And then, um, I mean, not just dogs, but cats. Pot Roast Mom is, like, one of the best accounts on there with, like, the cutest little the kitten, kittens she's raising right now. And, like, her adventures with Pot Roast before that was pretty good. And those are just three I named off the top of my head. Any wiener dog account is the best dog account compared to your dog. No. Doxy's rule. Listen, okay. No. Anyway, getting back no. on topic. Uh, I'm sorry. We're going to have to pause the phone lines right now. We need to get back on topic. So um, if you've clicked on the link at this point, you can see that uh, clearly there was some shenanigans going on. So another thing I'm going to... Uh, so you can't actually see the whale in that video. So that GoPro was mounted behind me. The idea was we were approaching these whales from uh, a couple of hundred yards away, going slow and just kind of idling, trying to stay parallel, you know, like the good guidelines say. Right. And um, one of the things about lunge feeding blue whales is they, they'll swim in a loop to hold their position around food. Well, unfortunately, it was a very, very wide loop that day. Right. So the GoPro pointed forward, was pointed back at me. And I had a Canon 6D with a 70 to 200 2.8 on it. So it was not a long range lens, but it was not one that was there for a point blank shots like the right. one that I, I did capture. Now, uh, I guess I should, well, I need to watermark it if I'm going to have let you post it. Right. I have a link on my website. Let's somewhere. see it. Yeah. Why don't I just... Um, send you a copy of this photo that you can post, but you have to put a big ass breaching extinction watermark on it. How's that sound? Why do I have to put breaching extinction watermark on it? I mean, I can. You can, put, you can put my name on it or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Just All make right. sure people can't steal it. Okay. All right. This one, this picture. So that was the photo taken of the lower jaw of the whale coming up over the back of the boat that I took while that happened. This is and not. I'm going to send you another link. So nearby, as this uh, unfortunate incident occurred, I'm going to send you another link. And there's an amazing photographer couple, the Salmons, Andy and his uh, Andy and Allison. Mm -hmm. They are uh, amazing pair of photographers, and they were on a nearby dive boat going the same direction. They were actually heading out to the Coronados, and that's where you can see the pictures they got of the unfortunateness as it occurred amazing so i'm sending that link bless and basically what happened is the blue whale decided to lunge feed the krill started to gather under the small boat close enough that the um the whale coming up the uh, top of the head actually completely capsized us uh quite a ways offshore right just about uh the border between the u.s and mexico amazing that blue well owes me some cash. You're never going to get the cash. You know what? Because that was priceless. And blue I wells have no money, just like, just like me right now. So if you could buy some merchandise, again, I'm getting 50% of all the proceeds from any merch sold due to this podcast. Use the coupon code uh, Dale Fail Well for an extra. Um, uh, 10% added to your cost so that that added money can go to me directly. Thank God. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not going to get your money back. And I think that you deserve to be tossed in the water by a whale every now and again. Just like, you I know, think. It, interestingly enough, you say that in jest, but there were a lot of people who were very, very upset after that happened. And uh, it went national. Because they were they, upset at the whale for attacking? They were upset at me personally. Oh, I, that's fair. Yeah. Why? Mm, that you say that's fair, but why do you say that's fair? Well, because you're yourself. Um, and so I think mm, anyone... this is, but let's put the banter on hold for a second. Cause this is actually a very good intellectual exercise we're doing right here. Why is it fair? I mean, it's, I feel like if you, did you know where the whale was going to come up? There's no way of knowing exactly where the animal is going to come up, but if we are following good guidelines, yeah. staying back, expecting the animal to come up a hundred yards between a hundred and 200 yards away from the boat, you can see where I was standing, looking forward out into the distance and the boat's idle. It's not, we're not going anywhere. The boat's just put putting forward, right. trying to parallel course and speed. So when that animal comes up directly behind you, right off your stern, that's completely different. Now, the other thing to note, and not to throw anyone under the bus, but I was like passenger. Uh huh. I had basically chartered the boat to go out. Yeah. So do we ever blame passengers? I mean, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Obviously. But you really considering so that was um on the that boat. was very interesting to see. And I think a big part of it is we do have a, an element in the uh, cetacean community, whether we like to admit it or not, there's people that think that whale watching should not exist as an industry. Um, I think there's a lot of great regulations and guidelines. I am for anything that makes our business safer for the wildlife, yes. as well as safer for our passengers. I support um, the whale watching guidelines that we have in this country. And I'm a big supporter. One of the reasons I came up to Alaska is because we have the stricter federal limits up here on, on how we can interact with whales, how companies can interact. And uh, I also work for a company that participates in the whale sense program. And that whale sense program is huge to me because it means that we're not just doing it because the law says we have to, we're holding ourselves to a better level of care because we want to show respect and consideration towards these animals. Yes. And so the rampant disregard that happens um, around the around the world, and I, I think we even see that, especially um, well anywhere in the United States. There's, and we're not the only country that has this issue from time to time. But there are people within the whale community that think whale watching shouldn't exist. Leave them alone. They tell you that you can only watch documentaries, but documentarians are getting right up in the grill of these animals. So where where is the line drawn? Do we have this like golden ticket we're supposed to do to to sell the people that so that they can interact with whales are we supposed to let only a privileged few actually get close to these animals or do we bring the experience to the general public in a way that's safe sane and sustainable i would say the last one yeah right no it's definitely it's an important balance and like i can i like okay i can totally see why there are some people that are like just so anti-whale watch depending on where they have been whale watching and what particular well, there are people that have never been but still slam it well that's fair like it's not but, fair but like i get i can i can understand i think it's important to try to understand everybody's perspective even if you don't agree so like try to put yourself there is there is that and i understand that but, but I, I also think that yeah 
you know, a big thing for me is that I think when you say humans aren't supposed to go in they, they like keep places wild. Yes. We need to preserve habitats. We need to, uh, it's critical that we have wild spaces, keep it wild. And we limit our footprint as humans across the globe in those few places that are left unspoiled. But to act like humans exist here and nature exists here, I think there are both environmentalists and people that don't really care about the environment that are both guilty of that. Yeah. Because we exist alongside nature as a part of it. And I think that acknowledging that connection and realizing that there aren't going to be we can, we can create sanctuaries, we can create preserves to preserve that habitat, but, and there, there, there are places in the world that need to be free of people. I totally understand yeah. that, but we can't have that strict isolation, that separation everywhere. There no, have I, to be places where I humans agree. and nature can interact with each other. No, I completely agree with that. And I think that, you know, one of the reasons that I feel so passionate about ecotourism is because we have the unique opportunity to connect people to wildlife in a way that you don't get through a documentary that you don't get like by just telling somebody about who the animal is and those interactions are definitely important that being said like you know stricter regulations or for example not watching the southern residents is probably a good idea considering that those populations are dying and there's plenty of bigs to look at why can't we just look at the bigs why do we have to look at the southern residents um and that's a question that has to be asked especially with the um and you know the there, there are the legitimate arguments there. And we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but it's worth talking about those Southern residents. Yes, I think everyone who's looked at the issue for more than 10 seconds, unless you're a diehard SeaWorld supporter knows the Penn Cove roundups and incidences like that were far worse than any tourism uh, right. that's taken place as far as like tour boats going out. But mm -hmm. um, the trend has been downward. Yeah. And until that trend can be reversed, you know, those, those restrictions are a good thing. And that's, shouldn't be considered a knock though, against these tour companies. It should just yeah, be, no. and, but there are people that take that too personally. 100%. No, I definitely uh, experience that a lot. And it's like, there's, it, it's hard to have the conversation because like, there's a certain level of accountability that we need to have. But at the same time, it's like shame gets you nowhere. And so like, I don't say it as a knock. I just say it simply from a scientific standpoint. Like, would I love to see a Southern resident every day? Absolutely. If I never saw one again in my life and I knew that their population was going up, would I be equally as happy? Probably, you know? I would trade being able to see any animal in the world, any individual, for the idea that those animals could be seen in their native and natural habitat by generations future from like further generations from now. Yeah. I would trade being able to see any, any marine, any, just any animal in general. It doesn't have to be the ones that we find the cute and adorable ones. Right. So that people a hundred years, thousand years, 10,000 years down the line still have them. Yeah. I think that's a very easy trade to make. And if you actually care about the well-being of a species, you would make that sacrifice. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Um, so there, yeah, it's a little in frustrating to have to have the conversation. And I don't want to come across as like knocking anybody because I understand that issues are more complex. But at the same time, it's like even if there's a lot of things that are worse for them and it doesn't feel fair that like we can't watch them as, you know, people who are supposed to care, we don't have the luxury anymore. 100%. It's just, it's just the reality of the situation. As much as we all want to, it's just the reality of the situation. You, you know? know, and 
that like the whole name for this podcast, I'm assuming has its roots in those Southern residents. And there's a lot of passion around them and people want to be able to see those animals and, and feel that connection. Like this is the one that I saw and I really care about it and all that. And the way people idolize the individual animal with, and they end up putting their connection, their personal connection ahead of what's really important sometimes. Yeah. I, we, we, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the last Facebook, uh, post, uh, about, uh, I, I mentioned the lady posted, well, why can't the resident orcas just learn to eat seals? Girl, I wish I, like, wish. why can't the resident orcas just learn to eat seals? They, they, you know, we need to do that. And then breaching the dams, I think we'd be criminally neglectful if we didn't mention, get rid of the snake river dam, get rid of all those dams. Yeah. Because if we ever want to have better tourism around Southern residents, again, we need to bring their population up. Limiting the way humans interact around them is going, is, is a band-aid. Yeah. It's, it's the a underlying problem. We need to get the salmon back. Yeah. It's a band-aid. And, but also too, like we're in a state where it's like every single thing that we do is important. So I feel like with the Southern residents, like we are in a situation where yes, that is like a band-aid that is a part of the solution, but like it's it's so dire that everything that we need to do like if if we needed to stand on our heads for 10 seconds every day to help the southern residents like stand on your head for 10 seconds every day like obviously that's like not something that's going to help but like as little as something this is, is the part of the podcast where erica announces she will be posting a 10 second headstand on instagram every day until the population of the southern residents goes on the increase so uh hashtag 10 second headstand challenge hashtag srkw <laughs> hashtag Erica Hadstead and uh, support her on her no. uh, Instagram. Absolutely not. Um, I can't even do a headstand, but I would figure it out if that's what it took. But basically it's what it's going to take to bring awareness to the oh problem. My God, it's so I, I, I challenge you to do it at least once for awareness. I will if you really you care. Put, your, put the amount that you care on the line and do a headstand. I will do a I will now send it to you only and no one else. And I will repost it on Instagram and tag you. God damn it. You're out of control. Out of control. No, I think I'm doing pretty good. You're the one who looks like you got boat hair and you haven't even been on a boat all day. What are you talking about? Bro, it's a mess. It's a hot mess. It's actually, you know what? It's just a mess. It's literally not. It's not a mess. Not good. It's, what do you mean? It's, it's not a mess. Do you and your dog use the same brush? No. <laughs> no. You don't even own a brush, okay? First, I don't of all, need one. You're also you have a fucking bowl haircut. Like you look like fucking Pedro. Bro, this is that's real talk though. I need a haircut real bad. I just got a haircut for the first time in like two years. I just cut like four inches. Off. I was, but but I have a legit reason for not getting a haircut this week. Uh, I'm on uh, day four of a, a little quarantine program here. Because he has a lot of. I have the uh, I have the asymptomatic version of the spicy cough right now. Of a spicy cough, and he also has a lot of other spicy diseases that we're not gonna share here. But I just want to warn. Well, none of those. No, 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 no. None of those would keep me from getting a haircut. First of all, second of all, I don't have anything like that. No, you do. Just stop. I'm just trying to protect um, the people of Juno from your diseases so stay away from you know what you know what you don't know nothing 
you listen, bailed on Alaska, honey. Listen, I had multiple chances to come up here and live the good life. And you stay in California where gas is at last I heard $96 a gallon. Literally, no, $69 a gallon. Okay, first of all. $69 a gallon. <laughs> Second of all, and her car takes 420 gallons. Exactly. And she won't even do a fucking headstand. I will do a headstand later. I'm busy right now. I don't um, want to see no, one right okay. now. Okay, I there's a lot of reasons I didn't go to Alaska, but that doesn't mean I can't go later. But we're not going right now. I have other. Well, you're not welcome right now after all the rotten things you said about me. Listen, it's not my fault that like you're diseased. I'm just trying to help from another pandemic starting. Like it's just that simple. It's just it's like not how a pandemic. I have the choice. It's literally not how that works. Advertise that if you get like stay 69 feet away from Dale at all times. Um, because Good, otherwise I'm trying to be left alone. That's why I moved up here. I don't want to live in these crowded places no more. Listen, so just stay still and you will not get any diseases and we will not have another pandemic. I mean, that is literally not how that works, but no, go ahead. It literally, the, the thing that you forget is that you're feral, you have ass worms, and then you have other diseases that I'm not going to name because I don't want to have a HIPAA violation on here. You also can't spell. I can't spell what? W-H-A-T. That, that's how you spell what. <laughs> What I know you can't spell that either. I just threw that out there to help you out. What did I? Well, let's get back to the uh, topic at hand. Uh, the phone lines seem to still be down. We can't take any callers right now. So there was a little bit of backlash. We we talked. You know, we got on a pretty valid tangent about Southern resident killer wells. We got on a pretty valid tangent about how there are people with the same uh, questions, cares, and concerns, and they have very different ways of going about them. The uh, the internet uh, activists, as it were, that spend their time filling out petitions and get, don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with a good petition, but they let's be work. honest, name one petition that's ever worked. Yep, they don't work. They're pretty, it, it, if there are any, actually tell me because there's, it's a very short list. Petitions yeah. don't work and all they do is serve to enrich the people who make their money setting up petition websites. Right. Actions, actions, actual protest, actually going out there that's where the 100%. actual change comes not from your, not your half post about how i i, I uh, i'm just not nope we're not going there okay anyway. so the uh the whole blue well thing to uh so we're we're sitting there and so this is kind of the part that a lot of people like hearing so what happened next well if you look at the link uh to my friend allison's pictures that uh erica will be putting up in this uh bio you can see there was some quality time spent there in the water. And what I remember first was uh, after going in the water, was trying to get my camera up and out of the water, keep it out of the water. That wasn't happening. So I sunk down pretty far. Mm -hmm. I was down a few feet below the boat when I went in. And uh, I remember just seeing like, there ended up being two there. Mm -hmm. But the one just going right under my feet, like literally swimming with the blue whale at that point. No glasses at that time uh you know cameras completely submerged all my gear i had an inflatable pfd on mm -hmm. so when i after watching this happen i bob back up to the surface pull that and uh i was able to save my wallet my phone was gone the camera was toast um, from saltwater but the memory card was salvageable uh the gopros were salvageable and uh because that other boat was there less than a mile away and helped they got us out of the water. We were able to get the boat uh, 
Toad, Seto came out, took us back into San Diego and uh, very long, awkward drive home. And it was my dad's birthday that day. And uh, as much as I like to make jokes about my dad not being around when I'm on tour, he actually is a, a pretty good dude. But he called me, he said, Dale, you know, whenever you got in trouble in high school, I usually got a phone call from you first to head it off. So little did I know, I just finished a slice of birthday cake. I sit down and I open the, uh, you know, turn the TV on and the news comes on and there you are on national news because this thing had gotten out to CNN, a few of the other major, it didn't take long, me acting like a goof. Wearing my old Patagonia uh, pewter-colored rain shell, my long hair I used to have. I used to have. Super I saw, and it was like blonde. Did you dye yeah. it? No, that was the color that my hair would get during long summers. If I let it grow out long, it stays yeah. out in the sun. It bleaches considerably. But I stopped growing my hair out. Right. Well, now maybe you will because all your diseases are keeping you from getting a haircut. <laughs> Bro, I'm actually, other than the COVID, pretty healthy right now. That's good. That's right? Good. That's pretty good. Like, other than the COVID. Than COVID. <laughs> the plague, the actual the plague. plague, right? Yeah. Is this your first time getting COVID? No, it's my second. Wow, that's so cute. I am vaxxed and boosted. Everyone should get a vax. Everyone should get a boost. And those who are eligible should get their additional boosters. And let me just say up front, the fact that I'm asymptomatic right now is proof that the vaccines work. Dale is vaxxed, waxed, and ready for summer. It's, that's it. He's just putting his, stop, keep your clothes on. Not, I didn't take them off. I just wanted you to see. I shaved my chest, off. dude. I am waxed. Oh my God. Pretty good, right? Jesus nice and smooth. Christ. There you go. Some baby oil, that shit well okay so there's the time you got attacked by a blue whale that's so good. yeah that was a you know it was very interesting and uh i uh had my 15 minutes and i realized that i didn't really that's not how i wanted to like make a note for myself so i sort of uh after, after you were just on a boat that flipped you literally didn't do anything <laughs> Right, right. But that's, that's, and that's, but that's to my point. Yeah. That's not how I wanted like photos or video I took to ever make it. And after a few weeks of like it being pretty funny and it's still kind of a funny story to tell in a bar and stuff like that. Right. But uh, it's not what I set out to accomplish. And I've gone on to do other things that I'm actually proud of that no one will probably ever hear of. And I'm fine with that anonymity is much much preferable to infamy yeah no I feel you on that I feel like attention is overrated like public attention is overrated and it only lasts for so long and it doesn't even there's a difference work. between attention for yourself and attention that you generate for a cause and I like to think that some of the things that I've been able to do have generated attention for causes and that's where I consider myself the most those are the things that I consider the most uh, important successes I've had in my career. Uh, there was there was another element to this too. Um, it is a fun story to tell in bars every once in a while, but my favorite guilty thing. So I work on tour boats, as you know, I've worked in multiple places around the country and people come on, do they ever tip over the boat? Do they ever get up next to the boat? Has anyone ever 
been knocked in the water and they're literally asking one of like one whale watch deggins. There's like maybe two people actually in the industry this has ever happened to currently that I know about. The yeah. other people that have been neither knocked in or flipped were like either fishermen or tourists or idiots on kayaks who got too close. Looking at you, Central California. Mm. Um, but uh, I just say no. Yeah. There are very few lies that I ever tell. I'm pretty honest and upfront most of the time, but I just be like, no, nah, I've never heard of anything that happening to you. Or my other favorite thing to say is, uh, I don't think that'll ever happen to anybody twice. So we should be good. And it's just completely like under the radar. And it's my own little in-joke for myself. Yeah. And it's fun. And that, that, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. For it's sure. a story I save for second or third dates. Typically. It's there usually a pretty good one. There you go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's great. And we know that you like, you know, go on a lot of second or third dates because you're dating like right now, by the way, the way your head is framed in this video, like the bottom of your chin is cut off. You look like like a little kid trying to see over the counter where there might be cookies. <laughs> I can't. Why are you the way I cookies are? I'm looking for cookies. My name's Erica. Boo, boo, boo. That's you. That's what you sound like. That's like what you looked like as the boat was like tipping when the whale was. No, you can actually see in the video what I looked like. It's way more comical than that. You look like a bitch. That's why I can tell you it was so long ago. I was engaged at the time. Wow. Or was that when I was married? Holy shit. What year did I get married? Oh, God. Trying to do the math. My timeline. Ugh. I got married in 2012. I was married at the time. That's how long ago it was. Wow. Holy smokes. I halfway through it. Marry you. Halfway through it. I didn't even know it. I thought it was just at the beginning of the stages. Nope. Halfway through. Wow. Jamming. You love it. I mean, marriage is kind of overrated anyways. You know, maybe for tax purposes, it could be cool. But like, you know. Real, real talk real quick, because this is a, a social, a social thing. We, it's easy for us to say that, but for those of us who, for whatever reason, were there for that in the world or at any point in their life where they haven't had that as an option, we should not take that for granted because there have been couples in this country and in others that have been denied some of the basic rights that go along with marriage. And I think anybody who flippantly says marriage doesn't matter, um, it's, it, it can be true for a lot of people, but I think genuinely there's something to be said for um the certain legal privileges that go between spouses, especially like um, care in yeah. um, terminal situations and, and uh, like very urgent decisions needing to be made legally um, for both estates or, or stays in the hospital, things like that. For sure. So I want to make sure that we're clear because we have a lot of fun. We like to banner, we like to joke, but that is something that's actually pretty important to me to make sure that, uh, everyone who wants, whether you believe in the institution or not, everyone who wants the right and those privileges gets that. So. No, I think that that's, that's definitely fair. Um, that is, that is a good thing to bring up aside from all of our jokes. And if anyone listening to this, um, didn't get the gist, like pretty much this entire podcast episode is a joke. Um, not, no, no, the, the stories are true. The stories are true, but the banter obviously is a joke, except for I still hate your dog diseases and your dog so, is awful though no she's literally not you're just peanut butter and jealous that's the situation you're just you've never even met her so you can't even fully say that everyone that meets her loves i know her. i consider it one of the biggest accomplishments of my life that i've been able to meet you without having to meet her 
you're such a little bitch right now um no I'm she's amazing than you. she's the best dog that literally ever existed and i'm she, okay she's welcome to the peaches podcast with your host erica who uh, along with being a world famous side chick is super into her pomeranian that basically grinds her stuffed animals into a pulp whenever she can <laughs> That's not public information. You don't need to talk about my dog's intimate life. Ooh, we're going to find out how much you edit this podcast later. I probably will leave this in. I'll probably edit out the stupid parts because, and I'll have to put something in the beginning that says this is clearly a joke. Like I did on the last one. So I did edit the last one now that I think. Oh, about you mean it. like your last relationship? It was a joke, you think? <laughs> clearly a joke. <laughs> Which one? yeah oh god that's that's awful well i won't bring in the messy details but i I am gonna laugh you are gonna laugh yes no you keep putting them up on a tee i thought we were gonna play softball but we're playing t-ball with these i don't mean to yes um anywho um no actually no shade at my exes i don't want to want to throw shade um my well, like they listen to this really, podcast let's well one of them might um one of them might one of them might and well i think he does sometimes um but he was actually really a good person and it just didn't work there was nothing wrong. oh that one he doesn't get shade oh honey no he's no. not getting shade we're not throwing shade no at honey no what no honey to what no 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 not that one i'm talking about <laughs> okay Okay, not that one. Okay, good. <laughs> this is no, not that. Obviously, not oh, that one. Okay, no, good. The, one that, the most recent long-term relationship, that one, that I dated for like a year, and he just moved. Oh, that one. That one. Okay, yeah. 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 Never mind. Yeah. No, he's he's a homie. We're still friends. No. No. That's shape. good. That's he, good. Yeah. No, I, I. It's a red flag if all you have is negative things to say about your exes. Um. Right, peaches. Peaches, have I ever told you about Peaches dating history? So, okay, so she's married. I'm gonna say, oh, yeah, oh, wow, mm. oh, god, it's uh, wow, yeah, it's getting pretty late out here. I don't know what time it is where you're at, but here it's, it's literally oh, oh, boy, hi, yi, yi, Christ, ask okay. some cetacean related questions. Okay, what is your favorite whale and why? Uh, my favorite whale is the whale that's making me money on any given day, because yeah. as much as I love and care for and respect species, I'm also in this business to win it a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, uh, but if God, now I have to give the real answer. Yeah, I am a sucker. My buddy Phoenix in Ketchikan, who I got to spend a month and a half with basically taking him for walks every day on the cruise ship berths. Yeah. We'd come into town and like bubble net, like inside the harbors and like, got pictures of that whale in front of like the local church and the sporting goods store and the pizza yeah. mill and that that whale was a lot of fun the one i feel the most sentimental about was the one we were calling wally down in uh, southern california that was there for about three months solid hanging out outside of newport but yeah. what i liked the most about that whale is she was really gentle and i don't think a lot of the people that watched her ever got enough gave her enough credit for that we were doing a burial at sea and it was a pretty like pretty tragic one not to go into the backstory for this family but they had lost their loved one and it was really bad and we're out there on the boat i was working on at the time and everyone's up on the bow of the boat and we're out our required distance and we're doing the ceremony trying to stay away from other boats 
and these humpback whales come up in the distance and they see them. They're like, that's beautiful. They start the ceremony and the whale just keeps coming over closer mm-hmm. and, and not just swimming by us, swims right at the bow and then stops right off the bow of the boat. And so the family's like walking around each other. They're talking, they're talking about the ashes and I'm watching from up top and I see the whale sliding in like mm-hmm. it's curious. Mm-hmm. this is like a level of curiosity like a like a you've seen what a curious humpback does yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like another level of that and it's just comes up to the boat and just starts floating there watching Aww. this family and they turn around and it comes up for a breath and just right as they're trying to say their like last words and uh, the, the ashes have been scattered at this point. So they're not dumping ashes on top of a whale. I don't want to that, that would be, that would be kind of funny, but no, that didn't happen. Yeah. And just everyone like runs up to the front and this whale is like sitting there. Like, so you saw literally in like probably one of the worst moments of grief, this uh, dozen or so people had, then they, it turns into this really joyous, like, memorable occasion like and it suddenly transformed their whole perspective of what are we going to do how are we going to go on without this person to the world is still a beautiful place thank you ocean for giving us something to heal with yeah and that was really transformative absolutely um i've seen bottlenose dolphins um in a funeral procession a couple of times where there's been like females carrying stillborn calves that's always pretty devastating that's kind of a reminder that these animals we're watching are not just animals they are thinking feeling emotional creatures yeah seen pilot whales doing um something very similar to that Mm. um i've seen seen what's that we just had an otter in moss landing harbor like that was carrying around her baby for like two weeks it was pretty sad damn yeah, it was real sad. What did you do with the baby after you harvested its fur? Shut up, Dale. <laughs> no respect for the otters. I have nothing but love for otters. I just don't have any respect for you. I'm just going to say that Peaches harvested the baby, and that's all I'm going to leave it at. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, I've seen some weird stuff. I've seen some rare stuff, but I think the things that always stand out are how the different species we see when they're able to connect with people at a level beyond just like watching and observing. Suddenly it's a connection that speaks to us on a more emotional level and not just an intellectual one. For sure. And when you see, we you have SETI, you have all these programs looking for intelligent life in the universe. Well, we got the ocean right here next door to us on land and there's intelligent life there. Mm-hmm. It might not be the type of civilization we're looking for, but if you were an aquatic mammal that was trying to make their way in the uh, habitat that dominates the majority of the planet, I think they've done a pretty good job. And it's a very yeah. sustainable lifestyle compared to what we've made for ourselves. Absolutely. Yes. I second everything that you just said. Yeah, no, I think, you know, and this was kind of talked about in some past episodes um, with like, when we were reading the book, Being Salmon, Being Human, of viewing animals kind of in a more philosophical light rather than just like, you know, as a resource or as numbers or something like that, because it's very easy to, to do that and lose that connection. It's important to have the connection because otherwise you don't care. So, 
Yeah. Sure. Um, yes. Well, I feel like we've eaten an, up enough of these people's time. Um, probably all both of them that are going to listen to this awful all both of them, program. Which is, and one of them is just going to be me editing the podcast, which I don't Thank know how goodness. much I have to edit out. I Oh, I'll be interested to see how much you chop out of this one. Are, did you even listen to the last one? Because I feel like no. you didn't. Why would I? No. Then why are you going to listen to this one? Why I'm you... not. I was, I'm yeah. not actually going to. You're going to, yeah. Anyhow. Why would I? I don't care about podcasts. That's. I'm free care. from my obligations now. What is that from your obligation? I don't ever have to do this again. You don't ever have to, but you lost I it. lost the bet the first time and I made a stupid promise the second time and I'm never going to make that mistake. Are you sure? Are there any other promises that you'd like to make? Apologies that you would like to make before we... I would like to apologize to everyone who um, doesn't have their Breaching Extinction merchandise line yet. So if you would go on the uh, website, breachingextinction.bizco.uk or sign up for uh, Peach's OnlyFans account, you know, you can contribute towards this podcast. And again, I will be receiving a portion of these proceeds yeah. that I will be spending at local breweries once my uh, quarantine is up here in uh, about two or three days. Yes, bless. So please send money. Yes, send money to- yes, Because if you're sitting down listening to a podcast right now, you are basically wasting time and you aren't spending any money to listen to this podcast. So you can afford to kick in a few bucks. And if you don't want to give your money to the podcast, which- you know, if you're cheap like that, don't, but uh, give some money to a charity once in a while. All you supposed influencers out there who take from nature and never give a dime back, Ooh. go for it. Ooh, called I ain't scared. Out. I was called I, out. Let's go. Do you feel I, triggered? Oh, if you feel triggered, then that means you're doing exactly what I said you're doing. Literally. I, I thought we were going to maybe be able to get through this podcast without that coming up potentially. I'm trying to avoid that conversation because I feel like I, I, I get too frustrated with that and the, and the, and the listeners know, but it's just because I see it every day and I'm like, fluke. fluke hey, guys. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. scared. I day of my life. I mean, I'm not scared, but it's all like, you know, it, it goes back to shame. If you shame people, they don't want to do stuff. So politely, please give money. If you're making a shit ton of money off these animals, like Jesus Christ. Bitches. Uh, exactly. Okay. Well, this was chaotic. Um, well, thanks for being on the podcast and hopefully we'll we'll have you back on again nope. soon. Nope. <laughs> you Not wanna... in a million years. All right, all right, let's do that. Okay, time out, time out, time out. If you sell $100 worth of merchandise because of this episode, I, I will do it again. Or if you can uh, prove that at least uh, $200 was donated to charity as a result. Okay. I'll do it again. Um, but I don't think that'll happen. Okay. All right, guys. So we need- 100 worth of merch or 200 in charity. Okay. So, do please, hashtag... so don't do it. Don't buy. Don't donate. They'll never have to do this again. All right. Perfect. What's your, do you have a charity of choice? Uh, I have several, uh, Ocean Defenders Alliance. Okay. It's a really good one. If you give money to Ocean Defenders Alliance, what they do is they're a they're a great organization based in Southern California and Hawaii, and they basically go out and remove old ghost nets, old fishing traps, clearing debris from reefs, keeping uh, not just the dolphins, whales, and other uh, more pelagic animals safe, but clearing debris from those coral reefs, helping those habitats thrive. Uh, 
a lot of people giving their own time. They're not paying a lot of people there. It's all money. That's pretty much supporting the charity. So ocean defenders Alliance hands down. Jam in. All right. Well, go donate your money to that and buy some merch and, um, that's it. That's all. And, and stay 69 feet away uh, from Dale. If you ever see him. Hashtag Erica handstand for killer. Well, conservation, 10 seconds of freedom. Let's go. It's not going to happen. I'll it's try. I'll try. I don't think okay. it's going to be a success. Can I, I use the wall? I be- sure. I don't care. Cheat all you want. Okay. Maybe I can. Do- Should I try it right now? No, I've got to go. All right. Yeah, me too. I don't I- have to go. I just want to. That's fair. No, I I actually have things to do. I have a life to live. I'm like what? No, you don't. I literally do. I have to call my dad back. And well, I you got to sit there and look at your Instagram profiles. Like, I hope someone else likes my video. The feline. I literally, you I do literally not spend enough time on Instagram. Uh, actually, that's a good thing. No, I don't spend time on Instagram. I I post, I respond to messages, and I leave. I don't look at anything. Do you even hear yourself in your videos? What do you mean? You're such a nerd. Such a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I mean, just listen to yourself sometimes. <laughs> You have a friggin' whale podcast, okay? Listen, okay. I'd rather not, actually. You know what? Your mom should have swallowed you. Um, that's it. Oh, that's gonna stay in. That's gonna stay in. But the the rotten stuff I said. No, I'm not taking out anything. Erica, if she did, maybe she and my dad would still be together. Ever think about that? Stop talking. No, um, no, I'm gonna leave all this in. I'm just gonna put a parental advisory in front of this again like i did with the last one i didn't cut out anything bad because it's got to have a flow to it so people are getting all the juicy disgusting details about you and the things that come out of your mouth like literally garbage and diseases and your words just covid right now thank you Just covid and some other spicy diseases that we don't have to talk about but it's all right um I'm just trying to help people from the next pandemic. So stay away from Dale because he's so diseased and like so many ass worms, you know? So that stayed in the podcast. All of it stayed in, Dale. It's all staying in. Right. Staying in, huh? What? Stop. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Just, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. You just blew a snot bubble, by the way. I hope you rewatch this video and see the snot bubble. I literally did not. You just if you're listening to this audio only, it came out like like a giant, like it was like a little like soapy bubble out of uh, (laughs) what I believe to be her right nostril. If the cameras flipped around and it just came out and it popped. Is my blow? You could see like the little flickers of snot. There's like a little spot on her webcam right now. It's actually quite <laughs> majestic. Stop. If you were to play that back in slow motion, I think you could get like an arts grant or something. <laughs> you and I both know that that didn't happen. And it I just like did, I swear. I just watched it. Whoa, that was gnar. I will post this video on YouTube just so people can see that you're a liar. That you will not. I will, watch me. I'll okay. do that. That's yeah. fine. I if I was mistaken, I will admit it, but I'm not gonna rewatch. You the were video. literally mistaken, and last time you just made up that I was like pooping in barns or whatever, and like you know damn well I haven't been in a barn since fourth school. You know that. Oh, that explains this text I got. <laughs> you don't know. Okay, we're. I got this text. Literally, no one cares at this point. Literally, no one cares at this point, and we're done. 
All right. Bye, everybody. Oh, yeah, Have a, a good day. A, a text I got. I think I got it in here. Yeah, it was. It's this Have picture right here, Bye. and it was at the barn after you shit in it. <laughs> that is a Google. That is. This you is literally, literally outside your front door. That is a barn full of shit. Oh my god! All right, you're done. You're out of control. All right, that's enough. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Say bye, Dale. Give us your money or to charity. Give it to your money. Just money, 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 money. That's right. Dale's a money hoe. Okay. All right. Bye.